Would you please pray with me? God, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear from you. We ask that you would speak to us this morning and that we would hear. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever had a moment where you reacted to news completely differently than the person right next to you? Maybe you responded with celebration while the other person just struggled to process and accept the information. Well, this happens in the beginning of Luke's gospel. We hear two stories of impossible pregnancies and we see two different reactions. Zachariah the priest responds with utter disbelief at the possibility of his elderly wife being with child. And so he was kept silent until after the birth of his son, John. But then a few verses later, Mary, a young girl, certainly has questions about her shocking news, but ultimately answers, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Certainly, we understand both reactions. In fact, we may relate to Zachariah's reaction even more. Hearing such life-changing news as a new baby, a million questions begin running through your mind. I can only imagine the thoughts and emotions that surge through Mary in the next few days as she tried and probably failed to process this upending news. I can only imagine the questions she would have. Like, why me? How exactly is this going to work? Will I be able to do this? Are any of my tunics still gonna fit at the end of this? So of course she wanted to go visit her cousin Elizabeth. She wanted to be in the presence of the other miraculous baby and also to be able to share with someone who was having a similar story to hers. So it's after all of this, the life-changing news being shared, the questions, the gathering of Elizabeth and Mary, that we come to Mary's song in verse 46 that we read earlier. This song is the outpouring of Mary's overflowing emotion in response to all of this, in response to this unexpected, troublesome, even potentially life-threatening news that she was the one chosen to bring the Messiah to the world. So with all of this in mind, did you catch the emotion that marks Mary's song? It's joy. Knowing all she's about to encounter, social isolation, shame, not to mention the physical burden of caring and delivering a child. Here we find Mary singing to God with absolute joy. Joy is at the heart of the Advent and Christmas season. And we see this through the outflowing of her words. 
because it's not just for herself, but for God's mighty deeds from generation to generation that she's singing. For God's mercy and justice, for the way God has and continues to care for the hungry and the downtrodden. Notice the language she uses here. God has performed mighty deeds. God has filled the hungry. God has helped the servant Israel. She is naming and claiming the miraculous work that God has already been doing in the world, even before the coming of this Savior. She is also naming and claiming hope. Mary could have fallen into the narrative that everyone else had for her, a story of shame or of fear, but instead she frames her story into God's narrative. Just as Paul later writes in Romans, Mary is transformed by the renewing of her mind. She is saying that this is worth rejoicing over because the God who is working in and through it is with her, working in her history up to this point and working in her life right now. So this is her song to sing, not one of embarrassment or fear or uncertainty, but one of joy, one of hope. In fact, this passage holds so much hope that it's actually been banned from being sung in churches throughout history. For example, the British banned Mary's song when they ruled India. They didn't want it sung because they thought Mary's version of hope was too dangerous for the public. Through her song, Mary paints a picture of a world based on God's kingdom a world without scarcity, because it's a world of complete equality. There's no poverty, because there's no hoarding. Economic disparities are no more, and instead, all are indistinguishable children of God. All are kin. This is a world in which those in need receive everything they require, not just scraps or leftovers. A world where our cluttered fullness is taken away so that we can be more present to the moving and working of God's living spirit. This is the world of God's kingdom, the world Mary can't help but sing about the world Mary finds hope in. So this morning, at the beginning of the Advent season, let's take a moment to pause, to reflect, to ask ourselves, what kind of songs are we singing? Are we singing songs of joy and hope? Songs of God's faithfulness? Or are we singing songs of hurry, songs of self-focus? Are we singing songs of God's kingdom, a kingdom where the hungry are filled 
and the rich are emptied? Or are we singing songs of desperation and materialism? Are we naming and claiming the work of God in our lives right now, even as we look forward with anticipation to our coming Savior? Or are we blinded by what we believe ourselves to be lacking in this moment? Are we living into the upside-down world where all our family and all are loved by a God of mercy and justice? Are we only seeing those who look and act like us? Are we acting as if Christ's presence and promise are true and at work? Are we insisting on these promises, even when the world tries to give us a different story? Or are we finding ourselves paralyzed and helpless? As we reflect on Mary's song, let us follow in her boldness. Her boldness to call this unexpected news a joyous and hopeful miracle instead of an unbearable burden. Her boldness to dare to see hope. As Graham Greene wrote, it isn't a case of miracles not happening. It's just a case of people calling them something else. So church family, this Advent season, what miracles are happening around us? What can we join in with? How can we continue to be transformed through the renewing of our minds as we live together into God's story for us? Where do we dare to see and name hope? What are our songs to sing? And how can we use these songs to bring hope to others? May we not wait or fail to see the miracles around us. May we not wait or fail to name and claim them like Mary. May we join in with God's work here, now. And may we find the words to share our stories and sing our songs with boldness to all those around us. And if we can do this, may we also be bearers of the Messiah, bringing Jesus into the world, sharing in God's story as we boldly sing our songs, songs that tell a different story, one that is produced by a living, moving, redeeming God. A story that is based on change, but even more based on hope. May the world hear our songs. Amen.